1: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and
0: Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: It's time for the
0: opening drive. So you, had, you raised a really good question, and I think it's a, it is a, v- a very interesting conversation. I, I'm a believer of this. Not always, but mostly in sports, you've got to fail to succeed. Oh, yes. When you fail, it makes your success not only more satisfying, but I also think more likely. So very rare are the examples where a guys come into the league like they're suggesting Justin Fields last year, and he has immediate success or after five games. He is the guy, and they turn, they turn everything over to him like they did this season. So I think last year in the big picture of his career – and his development is important that he did hopefully bottom out. That was not a really good – he may have bottomed out this year, but he, I don't think he's finished the season with the arrow pointing up. I think he finished the season struggling as yeah. a rookie that you didn't know what you had. It was uneven. So let's go to this season. This season, I think, again, you start out <laughs> and he the, the descent was – was uh, consistent with what we saw last year. And, and Dan, as we do this here tonight, it's Thursday night and we're getting ready to anticipate the weekend, but it was only four weeks ago that the bears scored seven points against the Washington commanders at home on national television. And people concluded around the league that Justin Fields might not be the guy. And there was a discussion about whether he was closer to boom or bust. And, it just shows you that you you have to be as patient as, as I think that we have, we've have been trying to be here <laughs> as you know, you can, things happen quickly. So now the overreaction then was he's headed in the wrong direction. He's a bust. And this time I think he's the arrows pointing up, but I think the season will end that way, but everything needs to be with some perspective because I don't want to go into the lions game. As I think we're going into the lions game collectively Uh, and wondering how will the Bears handle the success and the uh, euphoria locally over this quarterback? How will it affect him and how will it affect his team?
1: Yeah. I, I, and these are all relevant topics, especially as, as we talk about this, because as you mentioned a month ago, you know, there were the chatter was that, that, what if Justin Fields turns out to be a bust? now, as you mentioned, people in Chicago are trying to get the sculptors to start making his bust for Canton, Ohio, <laughs> right. And getting, getting him into the pro football hall of fame before the season's over. And, and look like winning is ultimately going to become part of this formula. It has to be, you have to be able to, to win games. And that's something we can talk about in a couple minutes, just in terms of the value of that and the necessity of of that as we proceed through the final two two months of the season with the developmental curve. Luke Getze spoke with us today, Thursday afternoon. And, and, and Luke is, is level-headed of an observer and a critic, as you're going to find in, on the Justin Fields topic. And so I, I started the, the the press conference with Luke by asking, and Luke, listen, like you usually give it to us straight. What did you see in Sunday's performance. And he said, there was, there was some good, right? Like he he called the miraculous plays, unbelievable plays that Justin made. And he said, there's also a lot of bad. He was very quick to point out the interception that Justin threw that was obviously negated by offsetting penalties, but that's a coach talk in there and going, Oh my God. Right. Like we're in the second half of a game we're trying to win. And you just make a bad decision and you give them a gift and we get lucky because the referees give us a break and we get offsetting penalties and we get to redo the down, but there are mistakes within this performance that need to be uh, highlighted and, and, and looked at He was even almost critical of the 61-yard touchdown run to an extent, while saying that it was magical, and we'll listen to his full res- response to that in a minute. But saying that, like, look, like he had hoped from a coaching perspective that Justin had kept his, his shoulders perpendicular line of scrimmage a little bit longer, had been a little bit quicker with his climb in the pocket and hit Darnell Mooney for what would have been in his mind a 15 to 20-yard gain on third and four. Which, for a offensive coordinator and a quarterbacks coach, that's that's growth, right? That's okay. Within our offense, you just converted a third and four with a pocket. Rocket surf and a, and a well-timed dart to your favorite receiver for 20 yards. Justin instead, obviously, mistimes it a little bit, takes off, goes on the run, and creates the highlight play of the year, right? And so now this is what you're dealing with here in Chicago, where it's like, okay, this guy's got that potential. He can turn nothing into something in a heartbeat, but the coaches still want to harp on, this is how this play should have run, et cetera, et cetera. And so there's going to be a lot of that here in the next eight weeks that we got to go through as well.
0: There's got to be structure before he can create chaos. And that's kind of what I heard Yeah. Before. You still want to be within the framework of the offense. You can't rely on these plays to break down so you can move forward. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) As as crazy as it sounds, I mean, when when I heard Getze talk uh, at the podium at Hallis this week, it was consistent with the way that he always has been. He's not carried away with the NFC Offensive Player of the Week, with the compliments from people, from uh, everyone around the league, evaluating the quarterback, from Mike March's flip, uh, so dramatically that he probably pulled the groin muscle because he doing the verbal gymnastics of changing his direction. But anyway, Getze took it back to last April. I love the way that he did that because he sounded like a coach that wasn't terribly surprised by a lot of what he's seen because he said, it's a relation of preparation and that Justin Fields has always been the guy that has put in the work. And now he's realizing maybe the benefits of that. So Getze uh, from, from what I heard from him today was as grounded as ever
1: yeah so so let, let's get to the audio for a second because he did react to uh, that magical play the 61 yard touchdown run and then a, a follow up question about how Justin's been settling in over the last couple of weeks and that was uh, some telling comments there let's take a listen to Luke Getze
3: yeah honestly it was it was like like holy cow with with like not that type of talk you know? <laughs> and that was uh, it was a pretty unbelievable play um as you review the film, he probably should have just been a 15 or 20 yard completion to Mooney. Um, you know, just the way he slid up in the pocket. I want to see him keep his shoulders a little bit more perpendicular on the line of scrimmage and rip the ball. Um, but you know, he 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 was he was headed there. He just got there just a tick late because he sh- he squared his shoulders, uh, and then it turned into like an unbelievable play uh, after that. But yeah, once he he got to a certain point, I saw Mooney in the in the position to be able to cut the guy off. I was like, there's no way that anybody's catching that guy. So it was co- pretty cool. Have you
0: noticed a difference? In, have you noticed- What's the difference in him as far as just settling in now that
3: he's had some success, maybe just a little bit? This is an honest statement. Every game, from game one to game two to game three, yes. The answer is yes. It's it's natural. It's the way he works and the, the mindset he has, the competitor that he is. He's just gotten more comfortable. And so we still have a long way to go, though.
1: So, David, the the other notable thing that we heard from Luke Getzey today, which I loved, was that you know there's been a lot of talk about all the adjustments that the Bears made during the mini buy, right? That sparked this three-game uptick in offensive production, and, and he's been very measured in saying, like, pump the brakes on thinking that that was some sort of landmark, significant moment in the development of a franchise. That it was just really a, a chance to take a, a deep breath, to zoom out, to continue looking at the offense, but really to what you mentioned just a couple minutes ago, that this is all just a, a, a growing process and a climate. Up the hill since April. You go from April to May to June, then you get into training camp, and you're just building and you're growing. And I thought Luke said, like he said, look, this is this isn't Space Jam. You're not taking a drink of Michael Jordan's special water, and and all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> you're doing magical things and cartoon like things. It's just a, a progression of a quarterback and the guys around him becoming more comfortable with one another, more comfortable with the offense that they're running, gaining more experience, getting confident with what the plays are supposed to be doing. And then all of a sudden you get success that builds on success, which builds on success. And so here we've had this three-week uptick where they've scored 94 points and now uh, have another opportunity Sunday to, to, to score some more against an opponent that that's going to give them some opportunities.
0: That's true. And when I heard that part of what he was saying, though, I, I think that we all have heard enough coach speak. And this is the way I interpreted that doesn't want the bears necessarily to be Ravens West or Midwest doesn't want Justin Fields to always be compared to Lamar Jackson or Deshaun Watson or to Josh Allen, who other quarterbacks who's, who's, you know, certain plays now is being reported, they were talking about and incorporating into the bears playbook during that mini buy. I understand why he would want to make clear that this is not anything that dramatic or different than what they've been doing all along because this is our offense and this is our quarterback. But but Dan, I mean, common sense. When you watch the Bears, there, there were never as many designed runs. There certainly wasn't as, as much of a comfort zone in the way that they have called games and, and leaning into that. And maybe Justin Fields just arrived at the same time. But whatever happened, whether it was copied from the Ravens and copied from the Texans and copied from a, a compilation of of plays that you borrowed, that mini buy did reset this offense in a direction that is a positive one. And I understand why he wanna push back a little bit, but come on. I, I think that what that that's when he was talking and I was like, what you're saying doesn't match what we're seeing. And typically, that's not the case with Luke Getz.
1: Well, I uh, see, I would disagree with that because I don't think that there was a whole lot of borrowing, right? Like the the, the Ravens storyline has kind of blown up when the Bears basically took one quarterback run that they saw the Ravens run and, and implemented it. And then Justin made a comment about it. And then it was like, oh, they're, they're stealing everything they've done. I think they've had an offensive system here that they've been building on. And, and they needed to get more experience and more uh, comfort and, and familiarity with everything to, co- to continue getting the concepts that they wanted to get to. Now they're getting there, right? And now you've got a quarterback again who's playing with a level of of comfort and confidence that's that's notable. And now you gotta keep going. Look, like we came out of New England and I said this was a, a terrible timed uptick for the Bears because they, their next game was at Dallas against Micah Parsons and Dan Quinn and Trayvon Diggs, and they were going to have a hard time replicating that. Well, now now they've replicated it a couple weeks in a row. And now it's perfectly time because they're welcoming the Lions to Soldier Field. The Lions are are 29th in the league in, in passing yards allowed. They're last in the league in passing yards allowed per play. They're last in the league in total yards allowed. If your offense can't get going Sunday, uh, then, you, then you're then you taking a step back. And so this is a, a a springboard moment. And it's a springboard moment that they're, they're going to arrive at with Justin Fields having a running start from the last three weeks. And so now all of a sudden you you go to Sunday and you understand this is a home game also against a two and six opponent that like if, if the if Justin Fields fever was what Justin Fields fever was this week, imagine if they win a game by eight or nine points. You know, right? Like this, the, the thermometers in the city will break because the fever will be so high.
0: Well, that will be the next test: is how how do the Bears handle real success and not just manufactured uh, success or enthusiasm over the fact that they have he's played really well in games that they have lost. And when you're playing a team that in a defense that gives up 417 yards a game, <laughs> <and> 29 <laughs> points, you really should take advantage of that playing as well. Uh, as as this offense has been playing in the last three weeks.
1: Yeah, and so the head coach of that team, Dan Campbell, obviously has fielded some questions on Justin Fields this week. And it's always interesting to me because like, we know what the reaction inside Chicago is going to be. We know what the reaction inside this building is going to be. It's nice to hear from opponents and get their perspective on what they're seeing from the outside and what Justin Fields is doing. We documented some of that after the Dolphins game on Sunday. Here was uh, uh, Dan Campbell this week when asked about uh, trying to, to figure out ways to defend Justin Fields.
2: I think you got to use a little bit of everything. I mean, really, you know, um, I mean, I, I think there's a place to spy. I think there's a, a place to pressure. I think there's a, a place to um, to really play more coverage and keep everything in front of you uh, and then rally to it. So I, I think it's all-encompassing, and, and a lot of that will have to do with third down, which will come tonight, tomorrow, tomorrow. Um, but, you know, I, I think there's there's no easy answer to playing this guy because you see it all over the tape week after week. Um, but, you know, it, it's uh, it's certainly something that we're, we're preaching and it's the cast the net, close the net. And man, we, you talk about you have to be as unselfish as, as you've ever been as a rusher against this guy on third down because it's. You give him even a crease. Um, you get pinned in the A gap. He rushes high upfield. Your defensive end and the B gap's open. And now look out. Uh, he's got a lot of grass and he can run. So,
0: that's a, You know, obviously he's talking about using a spy on Justin Fields and the Lions defense. If they're coming in, you know, ranked last in the league in the key categories, they are coming in with as much momentum as they're going to have. They have the NFC defensive player of the of the week with the safety Kirby Joseph the rookie yeah. picked off Aaron Rodgers twice so yeah. he's not going to be phased by Justin Fields and his uh heroics but but I, I look at it this way when I hear coaches talk about this and I see it kind of unfold unless your spy is Micah Parsons or some amazing athlete that is you know generational talent I think it's a bad idea you're asking for trouble you're 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 wasting one of your 11 on one guy who may or may not be, you know, uh, used at that, that, play to run. Or I, I just think that the bears would want to invite that they would want to welcome having them spy Justin Fields, because it typically, I, I I'd like to see the metrics on this. It doesn't always work as well as in, is intended. So if they want to do that, I think that would be a sign of desperation.
1: You need Brian Urlacher, right? You remember the days of of Urlacher trying to spy Michael Vick and, and he was fast enough to do it and do it successfully. And so you do need somebody that, you know, there was a couple moments the Dolphins tried it and Justin just outran the spy and you're like, well, that was a waste of a defender, right? Like if that guy can't catch him, then what's the point? It was also interesting to hear from Campbell, him bringing up third down, right? Like that's, that's what this league is about in a lot of ways. And you hear, you spend enough time in this league, as you know, David, and people will tell you that the quarterbacks make their money on third down and in the red zone, and then they become superstars in the last two minutes of games, right? And so let me give you the numbers on, on the red zone and, and third down in the last few weeks, because the Bears came out of that Washington game and they were reeling. You remember what the conversations were and, and how much the struggles were. Well, then they go uh, to new England and they hit on 11 for 18 third downs, go to Dallas hit for six for 15 and come back against Miami and go 10 of 16 on third down inside the red zone. Two for four against New England, four for six against Dallas, three for four against Miami. And so you have an offense now that is meeting those money moments right and and succeeding in them. A lot of times it's Justin with his legs making something out of nothing and and converting third downs with a scramble that that moves the chains that frustrates the defense that keeps the scoring drive allowed. But then there's that other part of that conversation, right? And this is one that I think you and I have to continue to harp on to keep that electric fence around the, the Justin Justin Fields' hysteria, it's how do you go about winning, right? Like, how do you go about winning, like Finding those moments to win games. And the Bears now have had three games where they've had the ball and a chance to, to do something with it. Failed in Minnesota, failed against the Commanders, failed against the Dolphins. And so it's time now for Justin Fields to take that next step, to find that situational execution Down the stretch of close games and become the quarterback that wins games, right? Like doesn't just go along for a ride and put up some nice numbers and we all celebrate because they scored 32 points in a loss. How about getting it over the hump and being the quarterback that leads a victory, right? Like Patrick Mahomes went in that AFC playoff game last year against Josh Allen and said, oh, yeah, anything you can do, I can do better. Right. And then they went on. They yeah. will not. Yeah. So right. those are, that's the next step. I mean, right. Like if, if we're trying to, to, to get out of crown and, uh, and, and proclaim stardom, like let, yep. let's see victories. And, and, and I think that's an important thing, uh, not only for Justin, but for this entire building culture, you know, this team that wants to, 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 to raise itself to a higher level. Winning has got to be part of that.
0: Before we move on to the numbers game and our predictions, uh, I thought Justin Fields at the podium this week when he had a chance to speak about everything going on and swirling around him and the honor that he got the NFC office and player of the week, which is, I think, the first time since Mitch Trubisky won it in uh, 2018. I think that was the last time a Bears quarterback won that same award. Dan, I think that he's handled things probably as well outwardly as, as anybody in the building, as anybody in the city, he does not seem phased by this run of success. He looks like somebody who's going to go out Sunday with the same type of approach, but also with the same inner confidence that he knows that, hey, if they do try a spy, if they do try to play man coverage, if they do you know get me in a box, I'm going to escape out of it. And he doesn't seem like a guy rattled or affected much by the celebrity swirling around. No,
1: no, no, Justin has an assassin's mindset and he's cold-blooded in that regard. And that's something that's going to serve him well his entire career, right? Like that's a tool that you use in moments like this to be like, look, like I, I've got I've got to be a killer, right? And, and winning offensive player of the week honors in a losing effort doesn't do anything for me. I want to be better. I want to be the best. And I'm going to continue to come to work with my head down and do what the coaches ask and grind and try to get the most out of myself. I've joked on your radio show. You were uh, missing on Wednesday in, uh, with, with Mike, Mulligan and Zach Zaidman, I said, Hey, you guys can do the, you guys can do the research on this, but go back and see. Uh, I, I think this is true that every player that's won NFC offensive player of the week honors has gone on to win the super bowl. And they didn't say anything. I said I'm joking, of course. But that's kind of the reaction here in Chicago is that, like, <laughs> right, like you know, Daniel Jones won offensive player of the week honors earlier this year. Marcus Mariota won offensive player of the week honors. Like, so let, let's keep it in perspective. Let's celebrate it the way it needs to be celebrated. Let's understand it was a really, really promising uh, breakthrough performance. Really was uh, against the Dolphins. And now let's string it together. Let's let's make the month of November better than the entire month of October. And then let's go into December and see what you can do there.
0: Mariota and Daniel Jones. I think you just named the Pro Bowl uh, quarterback for the <laughs> NFC uh, when they name that team later this year.